Yes, respectless, respected listeners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. We have the best of deen. You know, Allah ta'ala has made the deen of Islam so easy. Ad-deenu kulluhu adab. The whole of deen and sharia is based on adab and respect. Ad-deenu yusrun. Allah has made the deen of Islam simple. Respected brothers, as I said, we are in getting ourselves geared up to welcome the month of Ramadan. We are daily reading this dua. Ki Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa ballighna Ramadan. So I was saying to you, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to do our amals with beauty, inshallah. Uftitab, assalamu alaykum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, wa barakatuhu. Salim Kareem. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussein. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 27th of Rajab, 1445. With the grace and mercy of all, Allah Jalla Wala, Today, we will focus on Suratul Ahzab, chapter number 33, the coalition, and that is verse number 5. Because this topic is very intricate, very interesting, so we need to understand it in detail. What happened was, there was a Sahabi. His original name was Zaid bin Haritha. Zaid is his name and Haritha. So that is biological father. But he was there in the house of Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah a very young person. So the people, the Arabs, started calling him Zaid bin Muhammad, Zaid bin Muhammad, after the master Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah So Almighty Allah Jalla revealed this verse, chapter 33 and verse number 5. So this is a great lesson for all of us. I'm a perfect example of that. You married five years, 10 years, 20, 25, 30, 40 years, and now you have adopted a young baby boy, baby girl. I didn't adopt. I'm just giving an example because I don't have children. You all know that, right? So what happens in those cases and what are the mistakes we are making? So let us just do the first line and then I will elaborate. Chapter 33, verse number 5, Ud'uhum, you the Ummah, 
and Muslims, it's compulsory, mandatory upon you to call them the adopted children, the abayihim, by their biological father. You only have one biological father, biological mother. I can ask you, how are your brothers? How are your sisters? How are your sons? How are your daughters? We can never ask you, how are your fathers and how are your mothers? Allah's system is such, we only have one biological father, one biological mother, and remember, therefore, we are so deeply attached to them. We love them during their lifetime. We kiss their hands and their forehead, and when they pass away with Iman and Islam, we cry, we beg, we petition Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, forgive them. Rabbana wa Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents, and the believers the day the reckoning is established chapter 14 surah ibrahim verse 41 so you the adopted parents and the muslim public you must call them the adopted children the abaihim by their biological father name huwa aqsatu indallah and that is the justice system of almighty allah so when this verse was revealed, Mustafa sallallahu called him Zaid radiallahu an. People can no more call you Zaid bin Muhammad because you are not my son. You are the son of your father, your biological father. Hence from today onwards, Zaid radiallahu ta'ala and who was called Zaid bin Haritha. So his link to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam now is cut off. And then remember Mustafa informed the public and the ayat was recited and then everything was sorted out. But when subsequently the same Zaid bin Harisa was commanded by Mustafa now you must marry Zainab bin Tijahsh. So Zainab bin Tijahsh remember that she was an extremely beautiful, attractive lady. And Zaid radiallahu and who was not really of that status as far as she was concerned. But Allah Ta'ala said, get married. Nabi Sallallahu got married. Both parties did it. Lillahi fillah. For the love of Allah, for the love of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Hence, they were not compatible to one another. And then, remember, the marriage broke, the lack took place. But because they did it for the love of Allah, because they did it for the love of Mustafa, how Allah elevated them. Just go and read, subhanAllah, chapter 33 and verse number 37. Allah Jalla mentioned Zayd's name in the Quran. The only Sahabi companion's name to be mentioned in the Quran. And whenever we read the Quran, his name is mentioned. Falamma qada Zaydun. Chapter 33 and verse 37. And she said as Zainab bin Tijahsh radiallahu anha. The divorce took place. The iddat was finished. Allah wants to elevate her even further. You did everything for my love and my pleasure. And we performed the nikah. Your nikah, Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu with her, with Sayyidina Zainab, radiallahu anha. There are two Zainabs. One is Zainab binti Khuzayma and Zainab binti Jahsh. Both honorable wives of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi This is Sayyidina Zainab binti Jahsh. The only lady whose nikah was performed here on this earth by Almighty Allah. How Allah elevated them, enshrined in the noble Quran, chapter 33, verse 37. 
So what are the issues? So I'll just use myself. So me and my wife, for example, this is an example, obviously. Now we decided to adopt a baby boy, baby girl, two months, three months, six months old, one day old, six days old, whatever the case might be. So three issues we have to grapple with. Number one, will this child inherit? No, they will not inherit. So to circumvent that, you have wasiya. First, burial expenses, then the deaths of the deceased, then wasiya for none is. So you can bequeath up to one-third of the net estate to your adopted children. So Islamically, that can be sorted out. Then the third issue, remember, will be that is the laws of hijab and parda now this young boy is becoming baligh and mature so between him and my wife the laws of parda hijab are compulsory this young girl is on the verge of becoming baligh and mature so between her and me the adopted father the laws of parda hijab segregation is compulsory so to circumvent that and solve that, we will say that whilst they are three months, six months, one year old, and so forth, less than two lunar years, so you, the wife, take medication and so forth and breastfeed the baby. So then that also will be solved. She will become the foster mother and the husband will become the foster father. So that is how you solve that problem. Now the lineage, how are we going to solve that one out? So today the norm is there's people who take on adopted children. Normally they give them their the adopted father's name or adopted father's surname. That's absolutely haram. Absolutely haram. See what Quran said, chapter 33, verse 5. Call them the adopted children. By the biological father's name. And who are to in the law? And that is justice by Almighty Allah. Jalla then sometimes you don't know the name. So Allah mentions that. We'll discuss it tomorrow. But for the time being, They are brothers in religion. The baby's name is Yusuf. You say Yusuf Islam, Yusuf Iman, words like that. The daughter's name is Zainab, Zainab Islam, Zainab Iman. But to attribute the adopted baby to your name or your surname, totally haram. Quran Karim states, we must remember that that is Quran. And Hadith Sharif, Ibn Majah, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. Manin tasaba ila ghayri abi. When you make your lineage towards somebody else besides your biological father then Allah's curse is on you the angel's curse is on you the people's curse is on you those of you who registered your adopted children by your name is wajib compulsory first upon you who go and change it and remember there are severe consequences in the light of Quran Sharif in the light of Sunnah Mubarakah Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us go around locally, nationally, internationally with the news, views, interviews. Very, very interesting, mashallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bibi Netanyahu, the butcher of Gaza, the war criminal, rejects Hamas offer and say no ceasefire. They will fight till the end, he say, and they will attack Gaza. That is the Harami and war criminal. Nicaragua is also taking UK, United Kingdom and Germany and Netherlands to the ICJ over Gaza so they're all learning from South Africa well done South Africa on that score 
Sudan now because of the civil war there so Sudan the leaders of both sides will be meeting in Switzerland because 20-25 million people on the verge of starvation there there's rape and murder and it's all free for all Allah have mercy and majority are Muslims so that is the sad part in South Africa, they have a mining in Daba in Cape Town, and the Saudi pavilion was on show there. So we can have all the Indabas and all the big, big meetings and conferences till you don't sort out the basics. Remember that. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. You must remember that. So you must remember that. The electricity issue, so you know, every day, every second day, you're having issues. Now, now, now. So I don't know if you realize, I paused for one second. So when I came down, so I had to rush to come down because suddenly there's no water. So yeah, by us. But Allah's fazal, we got the jojo tank and so forth. So I told Junaid Mota, that go sort that thing out there after I start speaking. And I just asked him, now I sort it out, he said yes. Now how many people got there? Not even 10%. Now 90% now will be without water for three, four, five, six, eight hours. Allah alone knows. Either it's water going not available or not there or no electricity or sometimes both. You know in KwaZulu-Natal, in your Vellum Tongat area, 90 days, 100 days, no water, a shame and a disgrace. You cannot even deliver the basic needs and you're having big, big indabas. Waste of time, if you ask me. We just fool ourselves. Israeli bombs are hit, hit a car near the Rafah border, right, that's right next to Egypt, and the children, Palestinian children, but what they say? One Jutla rabbi said that you must kill the children because when they grow up, they will become terrorists. So the Torah say, kill the children. I have all these clubs by me, and if you Jutlas and Haramis want it from me, so my number, I'm very transparent with Allah's help. I give you everything, my number, email, whatever you want. 071-888-1184 because we are here to defend the deen of Islam and propagate the true deen and not to curry favor with any person, any organization or any government or politician. So you must remember that Amnesty International's latest report, bulldozers are destroying Muslim property, houses, graveyards there in India. Imagine your father, grandfather, grandmother is there in India and there's Hindus and there's idol worshippers and BJP and Modi, they send in the, uh, the bulldozers and now your father's body is there and the dogs will come and destroy everything and lynch them and so forth. So that's what's happening there. So you must remember that last night all those reports came through. So you need to understand what the Quran says, chapter 5, verse 82. The last, last verse, remember of the six supara, let the six Jews, let the jidanna ashaddan nasi adawatan lilladheena amanul yahuda walladheena ashraku. So your worst, worst enemies, remember, are the Jews and the Hindus, the idol worshippers. We never ever said every Hindu every Jew but we definitely will say majority of the Jews and Hindus are our enemy and you can see it in today's Israel and in today's India 
Many Pakistanis, over 100 million, remember, are going to vote today, and maybe the voting time has started there already, and some of them are going to vote for Imran Khan, and they're lamenting his absence, so you know that there's big problems there. In Baluchistan, already last night, there were two big bombs, 30 people passed away, and so forth. Israeli snipers target sheep, sheep in Gaza. Imagine even the animals of the Palestinians are not safe. These Haramis, these Jutlas, these mass murderers, super terrorists and super killers even kill the Palestinian animals and destroy the olive farms and so forth. And they tell you they are a peaceful nation. Bangladesh decided to do something good at least. Now, Vava Zindabad, Bangladesh. Zindabad means long love. Normally, I'll never say that. But for this issue, I'm saying it. So the business world and corporate world and people there in Bangladesh said, India out, India out. India kunikalo. So they said all these goods that came in here to Bangladesh from India, we're not going to buy it, we're not going to sell it, let it rot here, because they're interfering in our country. If you know the history of Pakistan, Pakistan and India, there was partition in 1947. Then in 1971, Pakistan and Bangladesh became separate independent states. So all this here, the internal strife in politics, and then you find you must remember that that Bangladesh was like a you know like a satellite state of India and now they realize that India is using them so they say India Nikalo India Nikalo take them away all these things very good so the world is entering an age of chaos and that is Guterres the Secretary General of United Nations and about time he said the United Nations must undergo reform how can it happen that thousands of people 28,000 Palestinian babies children men and women 80% civilians innocent people murdered and the world must look on because America has the veto shame on you America murderers super terrorists and so forth and the IDF has reported you must remember the Israeli diaper force 25% of the Israeli hostages are dead already there, the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, remember a judge, they say, is a Muslim. Allah alone knows in Lebanon you must be very careful because who's who in the zoo is very difficult to find out. Some are Shia, some are Sunni, and so But Anyway, they, they say he hails from Lebanon, Judge Nawaf Salam, has been appointed as a president of ICJ. And Yahya Sinwar, the leader of Hamas underground there in the tunnels, he the hostages, the Israeli hostages are his biggest bargaining chip. So therefore they take them, obviously. Today, tonight, whatever time, you can check up the time, is the sauna. Sauna is the state address, you know, of the president to the nation. So you must remember that I never heard one sauna because it put me to sleep. Sauna means to sleep in Urdu. So how much is it going to cost my money, your money, taxpayers' money? 6.5 million rand. Waste of time, waste of money. Half of it will be lies and propaganda because elections are very near. And to make us the masses, 
S's into S's and so forth. That is what happens with politicians speak. You know that. And Malema and his guys will not be there. They are banned. Egyptian court hands a jail term to Ahmed Tantawi. He stood against the Pharaoh Sisi. So now they gave him a jail term and so forth. So the election dates, it doesn't seem like tonight or today, whatever time it is, will be announced. So they said the elections will be then within 15 days. It will be announced, inshallah. So you can know whether you're going to vote or not and you make istikhara and so forth. Regarding the moon issue, Saturday night we must scan the sky. So remember that is 18 hours plus minus. It's 50-50. Today I see that a message came. They say the chance to see the moon and crescent is very difficult in South Africa. Anyway, we must do our job and scan the sky and look for the new moon and crescent. Our programs today, inshallah, Aziz, 8.30 to 9 will be, you must remember, that is Brother Abu Bakr Rabat and Muazahid Khan, and then in Fiqh we will discuss Gaza, Palestine, inshallah, then Tafsir between 1 and 2. This evening I'll be going afternoon to Pretoria. I have programs day in Masjid Aisha in Erasmia, Pretoria, near Lodia, and then tomorrow morning also inshallah and Jumma also. Contact Maulana Kolvidya, he is the host there. Okay, before we go for the Q&A, let me read Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I have received many, many queries from people and listeners that what happened to the apology of Mr. Variava and Dr. Jiva? So it's a legitimate question. So let me give you the sequence of events. So last week, Saturday night, there was a program, timeline or whatever they call it and so forth, hosted by these brothers here, Dr. Jiva and Mr. Variava. And there were some guests and so forth. It was a disaster, a disgrace, a disservice to Islam and totally haram program. Anyway, I started receiving so many complaints from people that this is happening on Ansar Radio and so forth and so on. So then I was speaking to brother Mr. Irfan uh, Bucks. He's one of the directors. And he said, will you come on? I said, of course I will come on. That is our job, to defend Islam and propagate through Islam. And then Hafiz Shabir Basha also spoke to me and said, please, please come on. So I said, fine, I'll come on. And then I spoke. So you'll all know what I spoke. It went viral and thousands of people benefited and gave the true perspective of Islam. And remember that. And I received so many messages of saluting, congratulating from ulama and the public. So that was Saturday night. Sunday we do Q&A and we did the Q&A with Afiz Wadi 2 to 4 and I said that the directors of Ansar must apologize because they are also to be blamed and the radio manager must also apologize and these two people that is Mr. Variava and Dr. Jiva must apologize and that's compulsory as well and so forth. So we had a conference meeting and so forth from myself and regarding Ansar, it was the following. 
the chairperson, the master Ashfaq, you understand, Ashfaq Dawood, and then our brother Irfan Baks, and our Hafi Shabir Basha, and the manager, our brother Faisal Suleiman, and we all reached a very, very nice meeting. I read the dua, we had the meeting, and we all were on the same page. We all reached consensus, unanimity. I was so happy. I read two rakats Salah to Shukr, and then on that Monday, they sent us that, and we played it out. The voice of our brother Faisal Suleiman. I was so happy with the directors of Ansar, and I told them that very good thing you did. You apologize by apologizing. Allah will elevate your status. And our brother Faisal Suleiman also. It was with his voice the recorded message. After eight, we played it. After nine, we played it. So that was there. And before going on to the program, that Monday night at around quarter to eight, ten to eight, I spoke to the chairperson, brother Ashfaq Dawood, and you can verify all this with whoever's name I'm taking. And I told him that, okay, that this is one side of the story. There are two separate issues. One is the board will apologize, so that will be done. And what about these brothers? He said, no, definitely that they will apologize tomorrow. And he gave me his word. And that was our understanding on the Sunday conference meeting. If they don't apologize, they will be dismissed. That is what the board told me. And we reached that decision. So this was, now Sunday went, Monday, Tuesday came, nothing happened. So then I found out what's happening. They said, no, inshallah, Wednesday. So yesterday came, so I found out what's happening. They said, no, it's going to Saturday. I said, now, me, from a Sharia perspective, that is not permissible. Let me tell you why it's not permissible. When a person commits a crime privately, so you must remember that that person has to make toba privately. And if a person commits a crime publicly, and that on Saturday night was hosted, I mentioned it once, twice, thrice already, and I'm reiterating, the hosts were incompetent and the guests were incompetent. Let us be clear on this issue. From an Islamic perspective, absolute disaster, disgrace. It was absolutely haram. And it's wajib upon Mr. Variava and Mr. Jiva to apologize and to do it today immediately. So you must remember that to say Saturday is not good, it's not permissible. Why is not permissible? Let me give you three things. You, the esteemed listeners of Radio Lansar, and you, the esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba, should know these things. Yesterday, Mona Zahid Khan and myself did a program, as we do every week, Tuesday, Tuesdays and Wednesday called Bliss of Marriage between 11 and 12 and is live with Sirius FM and workers and we send out all our podcasts. We got nothing to hide. We send it out. You can listen to it. So a lady phones in, phones in meaning sends a message and says, we don't want this orthodox ulama. We want to go to the masjid and to the mosque, the ladies, and we want to lecture from the member and the pulpit. So I pose two, three questions to her. I say hypothetically, for argument's sake, let's say we allow you. So when the men are looking at you, delivering that lecture, will they be praying P-R-A-Y or will they be praying P-R-E-Y-I-N-G? So Mozaid gave a cynical smile also. Second one, I said that you want to come and lecture. So let's say that you have to lecture for four weeks. So you'll come one week, two weeks, third week, you won't come. The whole world will know you are in your menses. 
So is that what you want to do? Third one, that we will never, ever allow the members to be used by the females and so forth, what happened in Cape Town in South Africa, like Amina Wadud and so forth, the Murtadda. So that was one call. Absolutely haram. And books are already being written on that. Today we are going to expose everything. You watch the groups and everything there. So you must remember and uh, telegram and what have you. We don't carry favor with any person, any organization. I am with Ansar for 20 years or so. The day they got their permanent license, I told them Hafiz Wadi knows very well, and I confirmed it with him on Sunday Q&A, that I told you all to get the alim. Now the alim is guiding you, so you must then take, and free of charge we doing this for you. I mean, I'm not getting paid by Ansar or something. So we're giving you the guidance. So now when we agreed, I don't know suddenly what happened, what deals were being made. So we cannot accept that from an Islamic perspective. Then another call came and the lady said that this Friday we are going to gatecrash the masjids. So what happened in Durban, in Asheville Masjid, Masjid and Noor, what happened there in uh, Masjid Parks Road. So they didn't spell it out, but we all can understand what they're speaking. So what what you going to do about it? So you see, and the Jamiat Natal contacted me. They're already getting messages for this week Friday. So therefore, I said, we can't wait till Saturday. And Anwar Jiva, the doctor, he told one Molvi, I know the Molvi, I won't take his name for strategic reasons. He will get a lot of flack and so forth. That Anwar Jiva told him, when the Molvi told him that, you know, by hosting this program, there will be a lot of anti-ulama bashing. He said, no problem. So this Saturday we do this. Next Saturday we'll call the Maulanas and the Maulvis. No, Anwar Jiva, that's not how deen works. You can't be making a mockery of deen, you know. Our deen is sacrosanct to us. We want to give our life for deen. That is what everybody Muslim must understand. So my proposal is this. Remember, these are all our brothers. I want to be fair to all parties. To you, Mr. Bariaba, and to you, Dr. Jiva, if you don't apologize by today Maghrib time, then do the honorable thing. Your pride don't want to allow you. Then just resign from Ansar. And if you don't want to, then you must be suspended and you must be dismissed. And I want, and thus I want you the Ansar listeners and the Murka Sahaba listeners to send this message out to all the directors of Ansar, whether it be Brother Ashfaq Dawood, whether it be Irfan Baks, whether it be Hafiz, Bashir, Hafiz uh, this thing, uh, Shabir Basha, or whether it is the manager, Faisal Suleiman, you don't have the numbers, you contact me, I'll have it, I don't have Anwar Jiva and Variava's number. You don't want to apologize, then just resign. And if you don't apologize by today, Maghrib time, then the board is compulsory upon you to suspend them or to fire them. That is Islam. We don't have to carry favor with anybody. We cannot be subverting Islam. And in the name of Islam, our name is Ansar. So what does it mean? We must be Ansarullah. We must have the deen of Allah, not subvert the deen of Allah. You agree with me? We reach consensus, and then we make a mockery. We say, no, no, tomorrow. There's no program set at the night timeline. 
That program has to be scrapped totally. You got incompetent host. You got incompetent guest. If you want that program, it must be run by ulama and not by jahils and ignorant people. Let me make the story very clear. You like, you don't like, that's your business. Our aim is to propagate the deen and to defend the deen of Islam. I'm just doing this here to, for Islam's sake. And Allah has chosen us, given us. It's a golden platform. With Allah has given you Ansar directors, you on FM, millions of people benefiting, hundreds embracing Islam. Don't lose it. I beg you, Ashfaq. I beg you, you must remember Irfan Baks. I beg you, Shabir Basha. I beg you, Faisal Suleiman. Don't let it happen. Because of our friendship or whatever reason, we make kufran and na'mat. We abuse this bounty of Almighty Allah and Allah takes it away. I appeal to you humbly. And you two brothers, I don't know you, right? Even if you walk past me, I won't. Anwar Jiva, I don't know when last I met him. So remember, Muhammad Wadiyava, I don't know at all. So anyway, if you don't apologize by Maghrib time today, then it's compulsory upon you, the trustees and the director of Ansar to fire them or or suspend them and that program must be scrapped and all you listeners who have love for Islam who have love for ulama haqqani the true ulama not the scholars for dollars then you must stand with the truth and stand for justice that is our message a message of truth and a message of justice we cannot allow people to fiddle with our Islam and bring in ladies in the studio who want people ladies to come on our members and hijack our mosque and that nay we will never allow that when we started Marcus Sahaba people mocked at me and they said it won't last three months but Allah's help with the help of capital and our Haji Muhammad Ikhlas and team last night I sent all of them a message today last night today is exactly six years Islamically we cry we beg Allah Ya Allah you accept us we are humble we are broken people we are sinners we admit it admit to our sin admit it when we are proud and arrogant then Allah will disgrace us and humiliate us say we are wrong and Allah will elevate us so that is the message my brothers to Ansar directors Ansar listeners especially and remember to you two brothers so we cannot allow it must be done today and that program is scrapped as far as I'm concerned and what you as host know it can't happen and you want to discuss Islamic issues and you the listeners must put your foot down you want true Islam we don't want modern Islam and where the people redefine Islam and bring people who are incompetent and want to take over our members and then they want to gate crash our masjids no we will never allow it and you always if the program go ahead and they invite you you must be a scholar for a dollar to go and attend such programs these are my verdict and then you decide what you want to do we have about 12-13 minutes you can fire up the questions inshallah whatever I spoke is the truth Allah reward me if I made any mistake Allah forgive me وَقُلْ جَعَ الْحَقُّ وَزَّحَقَ الْبَاطِلِ إِنَّ الْبَاطِلَ كَانَ زَحُوقًا When we speak what is haq, it will hurt, but long term it will be better for the ummah. May Allah Ta'ala grant you the strength and Allah give you the energy and Allah Ta'ala grant you the bravery. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib.
a good question here this morning. We enjoy killing Muslims and using them as target practice. AK, we're coming for you. Do you think your prayers will help you? I am not shy to say my name is Anton. Anton, so you're threatening me. I love that, Anton. When a Jutla comes or a Shia comes or an enemy of Islam, I love that. So you're threatening me, you're coming from me. I'm waiting. I got my AK-255. I don't have AK-47. So we pray to Allah. And if you put a bullet through me, I'll be the happiest person. That is our life. We cry to Allah. We must pass away for shahadat and martyrdom. And ya Allah, make that the best day in our life. That is what we aspire for. And that is what the Palestinians are aspiring. That, Ya Allah, accept me, accept my children for Aqsa al-Mubarak, accept us for al-Ardul Mubarakah. That is what Islam is all about, to stand for the truth and to give our life for the truth and not subvert the truth and so forth and so on. You want to subvert the truth, then go somewhere else. Remember these type of things there. Go join some Mickey Mouse radio station or something and do all your things there. So Remember, Anton, I got a message for you. Me, I don't walk around with any bodyguards, no guns, nothing. You and your jutlas all can come. You know what? When I started my career in media in 2001, on CII, Channel Islam International, and I spoke against the jutlas, they sent us an official letter, and the directors were very upset. They told me, see, so I just heard what they said. And the next day I spoke more. So they knew that this Molvi is a different Molvi. That we must not go and interfere with him. He's going to speak the truth whether we like it or not. So here also I'm telling you nicely that we are not the scholars for dollars. We are going to speak the truth and stand for justice. And you, the Muslim public, you must do the same. Not for my sake, for Allah's sake you have to do that. So Anton, try and pull the other one. I told you H is coming for you, Anton, Jutla, Rami. H for Hamas, H for Hezbollah, Hezbollah Shaitan, H for Houthis, and H for Husseini. We're coming for you, Jutlas. We're going to liberate Palestine. You heard, Jutla? That's what's going to happen. Jiva and Variavar apologize on A for the show they presented on Saturday night on Al-Ansar, Ibrahim Padia. So remember that, Jazakallah khairan to Ibrahim Padia. Many people sent me the questions yesterday about the apology because I announced it and I discussed it before I announced it with the chairman, Brother Ashfaq Dawood. You can confirm it with him. So you must remember that. So therefore, and I sent the questions yesterday to them, to the Ansar board and others. So you must remember to apprise them that the people are waiting. So again, I'm telling you, Mr. Variava and Mr. Jiva, if you announce your apology by Maghrib time, it's fine, it's accepted and no problem and so forth. But that program still has to be cancelled. It can't go on in its present form and with incompetent host and incompetent uh, guest and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Ansar cannot allow haram programs like that to continue. And one week called the Shaitan and one week called the Molvis. How is it going to work like that? So you must say, Razi Rahman bi Khushra Shaitan bi. 
So he went by the So we gave them a lifeline. They told them you got the Maghrib time to apologize and Ansar can play it and we will play it. If they apologize, we'll play it tomorrow also on Ansar and Marcus, you understand, simultaneously. It's one minute, two minute thing, it's not a big thing that. And you must remember that if they don't apologize, then it's compulsory upon the board of Ansar to either defy them or suspend them. And that's the undertaking they undertook with me. And I got it recorded on my phone also. Gee. Respected Mufti Sahib, I've heard a clip about an ayat in the Quran for Riz, Surah Ashura 25th Sipara, ayat number 18 to 19. If we read it 70 times after Fajr daily, you get abundance in wealth. Is this authentic? Remember that the Quran 100% is authentic, but this is called amaliyat. You read this verse so many times, this will happen, this will happen. Let me draw an analogy and give you an example. Surah Yasin has so much virtues, right? I read Surah Yasin before I came down. So, man qara'a surat Yasin fi sadrin nahar qudiyat hawaijuhu. Whosoever reads Surah Yasin, remember in the beginning of the day, so before Fajr, after Fajr, Allah will fulfill your task and so forth and so on. So you must remember that. So the verse you are speaking about is this that Allah latifum bi ibadihi aziz. Surah Shura chapter 42 verse 19. So take Surah Yasin. Now people say you must read 41 times. So that is not in the Quran. That is not in any hadith. That is some ulama pious people suggested it. So if you want to do it, it's your business but I don't encourage that. Remember these things here. Because man-made things, then people start making it compulsory or sunnah, then it becomes bid'ah and not permissible. So same thing here, you want to read this verse here, Surah 42 verse 19, and Allah will increase your risk, fine. But to say read it 70 times, so many times, this, that, there's no authenticity. That is, you must remember, man-made thing. So why we don't do what all Allah teaches us? Quran Kareem teaches us, When we have taqwa, we have iman and taqwa, then whatever the circumstances are, people can be plotting, planning, scheming against you. So, Then Allah will make a way out for you. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا And Allah will give you risk, remember, from such avenues that you never, ever expected, anticipated. So, the the. If you want barakah, blessing in your life, then adopt the quality of taqwa, and that is to please Almighty Allah, Jalla to please Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even if people are upset with us. That is our deen of Islam. So that's the way we have to do. Just reading, reading, and doing haram is not going to bring barakah. We're still busy with the interest. We're still busy with missing salat, and you say, no, I'm reading. It's not going to help anything. I have been doing business for many years across the nation. However, I have never come across more arrogant business people than Muslims, always wanting discounts even though we give them the best prices. They also let us beg for our money, putting us into much difficulties with our employers. Will Muslims ever change? Remember, brother, we will accept your point to one-third, 50%, but to paint everybody with the same brush, now that is going to another extreme. That's wrong. 
So to say every Muslim business person, male or female, does that, that's wrong. You say one-third or half of them do it, I'll say 100%. I agree with you. I echo your sentiments. And therefore, we keep on reminding them. So remember that you can't be going and telling them everywhere, discount, discount. Is willing buyer, willing seller, but it doesn't mean that we go and exploit the situation because that person needs the money and so forth and so on. So still now we say, no, you must give it to me at my price, at my terms. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Matalul Ghanihi Zulmun. Therefore, in my house, I got the policy. We don't buy anything on credit. We buy, we buy on cash. I tell my wife, I don't want to hear this. We buy something and we'll pay over three months, six months, this, that, and all that. So that's why if I tell her I dropped it now, nobody got a claim against me. I owe them, I owe this person, no, nothing of that. So, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. But now some people cannot do that. They have to go into account and debt and what have you. Now, if you have the means and still you make talmatol, you delay, delay. So apologize, you don't apologize, you delay, delay, and like that. And now you delay, delay, and so forth. So delay, delay is from shaitan. And remember here in this hadith, Nabi said, Matalul Ghanihi Zulmun. To delay, you must remember the payment to the creditor. When you have the means, you are rich. Then that is zulam, you are an oppressor. So imagine you're a zalim. So all Muslims, the people are not interested how much tahajjud you read and how much Quran you read and how much all that you did, how much charity you're giving. They're looking at your business ethics. Story time quickly. Mona Salim Karim, you know very well, we studied together in Karachi and so forth. Allah Ta'ala reward you and your family for all your sacrifices. That... Our Ustaz taught us, and we learned by them last night, Laylatul Mi'raj. I didn't have lecture anywhere. I went to sit by the feet of my teacher. You have to sit at the feet of the grand masters and the grand teachers. Then you will imbibe the true knowledge. Understand this? So anyway, so then they taught us this, and then I found a reference also for it. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, has great, great students, illustrious students. His one student is Imam Abu Yusuf. He spent 18 years by Imam Abu Hanifa. Then you have Imam Muhammad bin Hassan Shaybani, his student of Imam Abu Hanifa and teacher of Imam Shafi'i. Imam Shafi'i in Musnadu Shafi'i has mentioned his name seven times. Okay? So you must remember that, and Imam Malik is also the teacher of Imam Shafi'i. See, I tell you a nice incident. Then I'll come to what I'm saying now. Two incidents quickly and then I'll go. So Imam Malik is the teacher, right? And you must remember Imam Shafi is the student. So the people came to him, to Imam Shafi, and told him, how come you pass this verdict against your teacher? So he said, Ustadi Habibi, my Ustad is beloved to me, Imam Malik, Rahimullah. Well, Hakku Habibi, and the truth is also beloved to me. And our Deen Islam teaches us always give the truth preference even over your friends. So these Ansar directors, my friends, but the truth is more beloved to me. I got no gripe with you. 
but we have to take unpopular decisions if you want to be a leader. The Quran says, you must, once you are a trustee, then you must fear none except Almighty Allah. Always remember that, ulama, you must fear none if you got the true Iman and Yaqeen in Almighty Allah, in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubarakah. So Imam Muhammad bin Hassan Shaibani rahimahullah, wrote many, many books. Prolific writer he was. So when he wrote many, many books and so forth, somebody told him, Why you didn't write a book you must remember on Tasawwuf, as people call it nowadays, Tazkiyah. He said, you didn't read my, my Kitabul Buyu, my chapter on business, on finance, on economics. You must practice on that. Once you practice on true Islamic business ethics and teaching, then you are the biggest Sufi. Just shaking your head and pulling tasbih there and all that and doing crooked business, that is not the Sufi. That is jahalat and ignorance, remember that. So we must be clear that your whole Indonesia and all that people became Muslim because of the business people. They were people of honesty and integrity. May all, may Allah, Jalla wa'ala, always let us serve the truth, protect us from Satan and Lucifer. And in my Q&A Monday night, the podcast, I send it out. In the starting of the program, I said that they will apologize. In the ending of the program, I said, I hope shaitan does not come and then do some other things. So I hope shaitan doesn't prevent all. So we can all solve this out. One more time, Brother Variava, Brother Jiva, apologize by Maghrib time, and then everything is sorted out. You don't do that, then it's compulsory upon the board of Ansar to fire you or to suspend you, or you resign and do the honorable thing. That's what our stance will be and that is Islamic and you the listeners, you must impose this upon them. Remember this, that is your wajib duty to defend Islam. We don't want this woman running around and becoming her big, big lecturers like Amina Wadud and that the Murtadda and that. We'll never allow that. We'll give our life also for that. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah